Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Let's go to Joshua. Let's change. Let's pivot right here. Let's go to Joshua. Chapter 24. I trust it's going to be on the screens. I'm going to use the message, the MSG version of the scriptures. Why don't you go to the book of Joshua, chapter 24. We'll be looking at verse 14 and verse 15. Now, just for clarity on me, I have 15 minutes. No, okay, got it. Good. Because I do want to I do want to comply. I do want to honor the house. Um, I'm going to read this in the message version, but I'm going to interject some King James just for me. Right, and some of you will be familiar with the scripture once I start inserting in that King James Version of the scripture. Joshua 24 14 through 15 says like this So now fear God, worship Him in total commitment, get rid of the gods your ancestors worship and the far side of the river, the Euphrates, and in Egypt. You worship God. If you decide that it's a bad thing to worship God, then choose a God you'd rather serve and do it today. If you don't want to serve the Almighty, make a decision, own it, and go your merry way. Choose one of the gods of your ancestors and worship from the country beyond the river or one of the gods of the Amorites or one whose land you're living in now. As for me and my family, we'll worship God. King James says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Would you bow your heads? Father, I thank you for your presence in this room. We can't buy this, but we can definitely attract it. We attract it, Father, with open hearts. We attract it with thanksgiving. We praise you that you honor us. You're honoring our desire by being in this room. I thank you for healing. I thank you for redirection. I thank you for miracles of marriages. I thank you for that son and that daughter that needs to just straighten up. I thank you, Father, you're going to do many things in the next 30 minutes. We give you honor. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't we give the Lord a praise before you sit down? You may have a seat. What an honor to see Mom and Pop Cisneros here and meeting you for the first time and your precious little baby uh, watch over her. We may want to take her home. Um, she's beautiful. But I do want to say this. I want to honor the, your leaders. Pastor Brian, Pastor Sandra, they're very precious to us. They're, they're our friends. We're doing life together. But when I get into here and I get into Del Rio, get into Brackettville, you know what? My respect level for both of them starts going up. It just starts going up. Why? Because they're so gifted and they've chosen to lay their gift here. They could be anywhere. 
but they've chosen to take the gifts God has given them and do life with us right here. If you appreciate that, would you put your hands together for Pastor Brian, <laughs> Pastor Sandra. I think in Del Rio, the first service, I think next time I'm just going to hang out in the back and not go to the front row because, girl, you tore it up this morning. And you blessed me. You inspired me. Thank you. Anyway, I'm, I'm 58. My filter's leaving, and I just start saying stuff. <laughs> Today, I want to talk on the subject of I have decided to follow Jesus. Say that with me. I have decided to follow Jesus. Nothing is more difficult, therefore more precious, than to be able to decide. My wife heard it for the first time this morning. But this week I did something that I enjoyed. I got on my Whataburger app. Come on. And I built myself a BLT with extra bacon. I didn't get a soda. I didn't get french fries. But I had me a sandwich. And it was so, so good. Oh, I'm hungry for one right now. I made a choice. There's some choices in life that are easy. There's some choices that roll off our tongue. We just say certain things. This message is not for the perfect. For those of you that walk upright before the Lord, you got your act together, this message may not mean much to you. This message may mean nothing to the rebellious, to someone who just came here because you were captured and you were brought to this service. I want to speak to the 98% of us that are found in this amazing chasm of reality and we are at the point of making choices. I want to, as I progress in the subject, I want you to start adopting the truth that you're hearing coming out of this place. Just quickly adapt. That's part of making a choice. It's your willingness. You know, when you talk about trust, Vanessa says it this way. Trust is earned in droplets, but it can be lost in gallons. Can I tell you right now that you agreeing with how God made you and why he made you and the timeline he chose to bring you on this earth. The moment you start agreeing, it can be a little agreement or a major agreement. At whatever level, enter in, adopt. Start agreeing with what God says about you. The quality of your life is built on the quality of your decisions. Quality choices, quality life. Poor choices, poor life. Sometimes you make the right decision, but sometimes you got to make the decision right. Come on, man. I love that country song that says something like this. God bless the broken road that led me to you. Sometimes we don't do it right. Sometimes we make errors. We make mistakes. 
but thank God for His mercy. Watch this. And your intelligence to recognize it and to make the decision right. Oh, follow me. We are our decisions. You are at, you're in this room. Pastor Vanessa said it this way. You chose to be here. You are the result of a decision. I love talking about future. I love talking about destiny. I really love to talk about purpose. But can I tell you right now, none of that can happen if you don't make a choice. You got to make a choice. This is not one of those options. This is a non-negotiable. You got to make a choice. Everybody say this with me. I choose to follow Jesus. Let's say it this way. I have decided to follow Jesus. Let me now take you to a pocket of memories that I have of this scripture. In Deuteronomy chapter 30 says like this. See, I said before you today, life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him and to keep his commands, his decrees and laws. Then you will live in increase. Say that with me. I will live in increase. Come on, don't say like you're lazy. I know it's noontime. I, I know it's noontime. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm a talk back guy. You got to talk to me. Because then I get nervous and get wordy. And that's not good for anybody. Especially for me. But living in increase. And I don't mean just money. I'm a firm believer in the prosperity of the Lord. I'm a firm believer. I don't have to defend the message. I'm living in the message. And if it intimidates you, too bad for you. Because he's been too good for me to tell him, stop prospering me. But I want to also talk about your soul. What happens in your thinking and what happens in your heart. Because what's in your soul and what's in your heart is how you react. Doesn't the scripture says a little bit, something like this? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, acts, reacts. Ah, ah, ah. It's whatever's in here. If you make a poor choice, you're inviting poorness into your heart. Don't be surprised when poorness starts coming out of your mouth. I told you it wasn't for everybody. This is for some of us that want to change, that are tired of living the way we live. All because we haven't been coached, we haven't been helped. No one has challenged us to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ. The continuing of the verse says, then you will live and increase and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to possession. This day I will call the heavens and the earth as witnesses against you. For I have said before you life, death, blessing, cursing. Now choose life so you and your children may live. When we take these two portions of scripture and we put them together, 
and talking about a Whataburger sandwich. I guess it's noon. One, one is that Texas toast, and, and the other one is the other side of that Texas toast. I want to talk about the lettuce, tomato, and the bacon. That's what I want to talk about. Let's go to the lettuce. Let's talk about this. There's people who care for it. There's people who don't care for it. Somebody I live with does not like lettuce in a Whataburger. And I often wonder, what? You want it with no lettuce? Let's talk about the things that are important to me that may not be important to somebody else. Let's talk about the things that I want to clarify, the things, the, the, the decisions I want to make. And you don't care for them. For whatever reason, until the desire to go forward becomes greater than the pain of the past, you'll never regain the power to thrive. You have to be willing to say no. I, I went through this funk, allow me to use that word, a couple of weeks ago, where I had to daily cast down imaginations. I know that stuff. I've lived it. But those vain thoughts had to grab them and just say, boom, get out of here. I am a temple of the Holy Spirit. I'm a man with a mission, with a call, with a destiny. Why am I getting to this? And you know what I learned very easy? That if I don't deal with it, it causes decay. If I don't deal with those thoughts and cast them down, it causes decay. You know, decay causes worry. Oh, let me talk about worry. If there was a soapbox, I would stand on it right here. Why? Because I've been delivered of worry. This is an area that the Lord has allowed me to win and win big. You see, worry is when you tell God your concern. Yet you repeat it again over and over again. As if he didn't hear you the first time. As if he's not already working it out. Worry is, is, is when you tell God you're concerned, yet you repeat it over and over again. It's like rehearsing the worst case scenario. It's like playing it forward. It's like watching one of these movies. They, they don't do them anymore, but I remember when you could choose the ending of a movie on your Netflix. If you wanted the movie to end with this guy being the hero, that's the button you would push. But if you wanted that joker to lose out, that's not the button you would push. Where you get to choose what the ending is. You know, worry is rehearsing failure. Did you hear that? It's getting good at It's getting rehearsing it where you're convinced that worry is all I have. That's all that can happen. That's the hand that someone dealt me. Or that is... What's my destiny? Thinking about the same thing over and over again, that is worry. The first time it might be reality. I'm not negating that. It may be a reality. 
But once you know it, you are rehearsing it as if it was an absolute, an absolute truth. One more thing about worry. Well, maybe two things. Worry is having faith in what you don't want to happen. What? Worry is having faith in what you don't want to happen. What I don't like about worry, and I'm building a case against worry this morning. Why? Because we have decided to follow Jesus. We just don't know it. But I'm building a case against worry. Why? Because worry will lead to anxiety. Anxiety is a thought without control, while peace is control without a thought. Mm, let's do that one again. Anxiety is thought without control, while peace is control without thought. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, Philippians 4 and 7. You know, sometimes what anxiety will do for us, it won't allow us to see the land of the living, the God Almighty, the answer to our prayers. Oh, God is ready to answer your prayers. In fact, He's already done it. But anxiety will keep you. Oh, I believe someone is getting delivered right now from anxiety. You're overly anxious, you're overplaying it. Stop the freight train. Now, let me give you a story because I believe, I believe it's important to be true and transparent. Yesterday, Vanessa and I started early. I mean, early. We got up like at 4.30 in the morning, around there, which is normal for us. We go to bed at 9 and we wake up at 4.30 every day. That, that's normal for us. That's what high performers do and that's the, that's the habit that we've chosen. It's not my age. I'm 58. It's not my... Did I just say that? I told you about that filter. But sometimes the answer to our prayers are around us. Yet we can't recognize them. Because we're paying more attention to the circumstance than the solution. Let us not go weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Oh, let me go to the message. It says, so let us not allow ourselves to get rid, to get fatigued doing good. Don't give up. Don't give up. You can't change the past. All you can do is change your today. And the changes you make today allows you to say, I have decided to follow Jesus. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up or quit. Right now, therefore, every time we get the chance, let us work for the benefit of all, starting with the people closest to us, the community of faith, Galatians 6, 9 to 10. At this point of my, of my message, I want us to pivot. I want us to change directions. I want you to follow me in a direction that maybe you're not used to. And I want to give you five simple things. And all I'm challenging you is adopt one. But I got to give you five things you can do.
to make your firm foundational decision. I have decided to follow Jesus. The first one is prayer. You know, prayer sometimes is overrated. Why? Because Jesus and God Almighty and the Holy Spirit get the rep that if he doesn't answer anyway, I've tried it. He just doesn't answer me that way. Can I tell you right now? All God does is answer prayers. That's all he does. It's not a side gig. It's not something he does every once in a while. No. He answers prayer. Now let's change the thinking on prayer. You know, prayer is not you telling God what he's not doing for you. Did you hear that? Prayer is not telling him what he's not doing for you. We almost have an audacious attitude. Where are you, big guy? I thought you said if I prayed, you'd show up. Hush your mouth. You're being disrespectful to truth. Can I tell you right now, prayer doesn't change anything. The only thing prayer can do is change you. Yeah, I said it. I said it, and I believe it. Why? Because that's the only thing that can change Reuben is prayer. So we started leaving early yesterday morning, and we were so excited to come here and see you, be with you, definitely be around Malachi for a few hours. And we had gone shopping the day before, and the gifts that we bought were in our other car. Not the car we chose to travel in this time. It was in the trunk of the other car. Well, I already had invested an hour in about 15, 17 minutes. I'm a walking calculator. I'm always calculating. We had left the home. Ya, ya íbamos allá por la mamá de Tarzan. I mean, we were already over here. And then I had this moment of saying, the gifts are in the trunk of my car. Well, there was this medium right there. Not exaggerating. But I feel sorry for the truck driver behind me. He says, what is he doing? Well, I was making a U-E to get back. And then I missed the exit under a construction and it prolongs us about eight minutes. I told you I was a walking calculator. We ended up going home, saying hi to the dog again, and the dog is all sad because we left her. And then we wake up those feelings, oh, mom and dad are back. And then it's kind of like, Mija, we'll be back on Monday. <laughs> we, it affects everything when you make an error when you make a mistake and you don't pray because the only thing prayer can change is me. Sometimes we pray for people, we pray for our spouse, we pray for our employers, we pray for our boss. You know what? It's not a matter of God changing them. It's a matter of you getting another attitude about them. Yeah, I said it. It's like going to work. I hate my job. Change your attitude about it. Be the best person that you show up early and willing to stay late. You give the best customer service. Why don't you change that? A friend of mine said the other day, he said this, you know what? You don't need another spouse. You just need another attitude about that person. Vanessa house trained me. I'm sure she doesn't want to house train anybody else. 
prayer. Prayer changes me. Let's go to number two. I told you I was going to give you five. This is number two. This is the installment of reset. I've used this word for the last year many, many times, but it keeps getting more and more meaning in my thinking personally. Reset. What does this mean? Get your heart right. Stop waiting for someone else to change their heart. You change your heart. Am, am I preaching good? I mean, it's a little quiet in here. Remember, this message is not for your neighbor. This message is for 98% of us in the room that need to make a decision today. I have decided to follow Jesus. Next thing is the heart. We got to deal with the heart, Caleb. Whatever's in there is going to come out. And what we have to work on more and more and more is how do we get a different heart? Can I tell you Psalms 51 and verse 10 says, create in me a new heart. I just gave you the cheat code to give you happy tomorrows. If you'll capture this truth, adopt it for you. Create in me a pure heart. It doesn't tell us if you do this, if you do that. Don't tell my trainer I said this because I hate his guts right now. I'm sore. I don't know, but there's little muscles right here. I never knew I needed. But you need these little muscles to get up off of your seat, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you need those muscles. Oh, I want to tell you right now. That if we don't get our heart right, it'll slow down God's miracle that's waiting to be released over your life. God's not going to give you what you can't handle. And if your heart is full of you, and it's full of circumstance, and it's full of the past, and it is full of junk. Where does the blessing fit? God wants to pour, give you a brand new cup, and fill it up in front of your enemies, in front of your past. That's God's heart. That's God's desire. But it requires a new heart. Oh, somebody here, get angry enough to change the things that you can change, and that is to have a better attitude about your heart. Woo! Vamanos. Vamanos. Here's number three. Woo, got nine minutes. Number three is discover. Tell your neighbor, discover. Stop making decisions based on the past. Find out what God's word says. Discover it. Know it. Own it. Move forward with it. That is what produces faith. It's whenever you had discovered the truth. It's the truth that you know that will set you free. You tired of being bound? It, can I tell you right now without sounding mean? You don't have truth. Because if you have truth... Let me say it this way. The scripture says, if they would have known who they were crucifying, they would have never done it. They would have never crucified him. Oh, I don't like those scriptures that say, you know, every time that I don't allow him, the, the truth to reign in me, it's like me putting him back on the cross. Bah, bah. And causing my Savior to have to do a redo. Just because I ain't getting it, you got to discover. You got to know scripture. 
Lauren, my daughter, you know Lauren, my daughter, she, she, she said it this way. She was 17 years old and God gave her this revelation. You got to put the word of God inside of you when you don't need it. So when you need it, it's busting out. It's overflowing. There's people who don't understand that. I love the scriptures. And I want to tuck it in my heart that I would not sin against him. I'm a student of the Bible way before I'm a student of humanity. Why? Because how can a man keep his way pure but by understanding and living the Word of God? Woo! Discover. Seek godly counsel in the Word. Stop depending on someone who ain't got it together anyway. Did I say that? A fellow sojourner. A fellow uh, pilgrim. Why invest trust in someone who could never answer your prayer? Go straight to the source. Go to the Word of God. You may say, I don't have time. It's not in my regimen. Can I tell you right now, if you're going to adopt one of these five things, adopt that one. Man should not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You want process? You want procedure? Get the word of God inside of you. Amen. Let's go to number four. Okay. Okay. Stop clapping because you're taking my seconds. All right. Let's go to number four. And that is you got to be judicious. Judicious. I get an email every Monday, probably about 4.15 a.m. And it's the word of the day. And I'm learning words. And I'll use it multiple times during the next two weeks until it becomes a word I can use. So the word was judicious a couple of weeks ago. You know what that means? It's a legal term. It's a word that we as Christians get lazy on. We go straight to people without saying or thinking or contemplating or foreseeing that they're struggling too. Did you know that if somebody is struggling with infidelity, guess who's going to be their friend? Guess. The world says it this way. Birds of a feather do what? Flock together. I remember being a youth pastor and I remember times, Caleb, these kids would come football games. I, I love high school football. We would go there and it would hurt my heart that one of the kids that was coming to our youth group was caught with drugs. It, it would happen. We're from the barrio. It's easy to get that stuff. Easy for us to pick them up and take them to church and, and do our best to wash their brain. Yet they come from the hood. Someone said, you can take the boy out of the hood but you can't take the hood out of the boy. That would be me. But why would they get caught with drugs? Because some way, somehow, those two individuals would find themselves with one thing in common and would build a verbal, a constant relationship with that. And then what would happen? You know what the Bible still says? Bad company does what? Corrupts good character it's who you hang out with you are the sum of the five people you hang out with and guess what you're as strong as the weakest one in that group of five 
Why? What happens? It's when you adopt someone who's weaker, what do you have to do? You have to help them. You have to encourage them. You have to help them along the way. You have to do it when that's, those are those juices that you should be being helped, someone else helping you. Judiciary. If you don't want to learn the word, it's simply seek godly counsel and prayer partners. Find the right fit for what you need. Don't go with the familiar. Don't go with what's easy. Don't go with what's convenient. Don't go what seems to be natural. No, do your due diligence to find the right person. I was so blessed this week. I'm having an appointment with a person, uh, with, with a man of God. He's a lot older than me. And I'm going to get to meet with him this week. Why? Because we all need a little bit of help every once in a while. And I, I need to talk to somebody. I can't teach you what I don't live. I'm partnering up. I'm going to a source. I'm not just going to an appearance of good, denying the power of God. Oh, let's go to number five. And that is be grateful. Be grateful. The only thing God can't do for himself. I'm having a deja vu. I've said this before on this side of the stage. The only thing God can't do for himself is worship himself. Because if he could worship himself, he wouldn't need us. He would cease to be the almighty God. Why? Because if you worship yourself, you're just yourself. Worshiping God is number five. It's being grateful. When do you stop worshiping? When you enter into gratefulness. Because then gratefulness takes over. Oh, remember with the woman with the issue of blood? Remember how she went around? And she told everybody? Why? To whom much is given, much is required. Yes, pause. But it's also those who have received great forgiveness. They are grateful to Almighty. They're grateful. I'm not talking about putting on a worship song while you're getting dressed for work and have a little bit of experience with the Lord. No, I'm talking about you pressing in to your heart is grateful. To where you're not thanking him for what he's going to do. When you're grateful for what he has done. Watch this. There's so many things God has kept from you. God has protected you. You should have been gone a long time ago. But God's mercy... He's rich in mercy. His grace has protected your life. And here you are hearing this message. What you say today, I have decided to follow Jesus. Is anybody here that would say that with me? Come on, let's say it together. Oh, I'm done. There's some more to say, but I'm done. I got 55 seconds. So, stand to your feet. I think I was nervous for the dedication. I guess that's why I keep looking at the time. Whether you feel like it or not, and I don't mean to shade you, but I am here to provoke you. I'm not here to be the nice guy. I'm here to help you cross on over 
How many of here would raise one hand up and say, I have chosen, I have decided to follow Jesus? Anybody? Let's say it together. I have decided to follow Jesus. As a kid, we used to sing a song that had this lyric. And you know what else it would say? No turning back. No turning back. I'm talking about that kind of decision. Come on, men in the room. I'm talking about deciding that you're going to love your wife. You're going to protect her. You're going to provide for her. That you're going to do for her that you would do for anybody else. Why? Because that's what Jesus would do. And without sounding 80-ish, you have to decide to follow Jesus. Would you bow your head? can't move too fast right here it's crucial it's a matter of life or death for some of you again this message was not for the perfect and this message is definitely not for the one that doesn't care but it's for the rest of us that would say I've been laxed I've been lazy I've taken for granted. I have misused the love of God and the grace over my life. It's for that person. It's for that man. It's for that woman. It's for that young person. It's for that child that hears my voice. Today, I want you to raise your hand one more time and say, I have decided. Say it again. I have decided. I have decided. Don't delay it. Say, I have decided to follow Jesus. Father, I thank you that you're in this room. And I praise you and I thank you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made in your image. We're not dumb. We're not lacking. We're smart people. We are an image of you, Almighty. Help us to make the course correction. Help us to make the decision. Adopting one of these five things. Father, I know which one I'm adopting. It's prayer. I've laxed. It's not my first resource. Sometimes it's my last resort. I repent before you. If any of these five things affected you, it's time to repent before the Lord. Come on, let me hear you. Let me hear you talk to him. Praise you, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining us, and a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.